You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. How are we doing tonight? Not bad. Great. Great. Yeah. Good. It's weekend off. There we go. Finally. We, we have internet. Yeah. Um, it's been restored. <laughs> back in business. It was. I was worried we wouldn't be able to Zoom uh, if you guys were... If you guys are offline, I was seriously uh, doubting that it was going to be possible to record tonight because Seth and I, uh, our internet went out a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could not get it fixed for six days. It was our, what was it like? It was, it was terrible. Because at my, blur. my house, well, we don't have anything. We stream everything. You know, yeah. as, as Michael always said, it's all streaming to me. The curse of the cord cutters. And so it was a big deal. My uh, Carly has started back to school. And she was coming home with homework that she could not get done because it needed to be done online. And uh, it, it was an ordeal. So we we just kind of sat here in silence for a week. Um, if we didn't have a volleyball game that night, <laughs> well, I at least have unlimited data on my phone, so I could still watch stuff on my phone. But there's some too much stuff that I just want to see on the big TV, so I just yeah, I'd watch some is stuff that a, I didn't care too much is that about. A dog or a dragon? I can't. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> so I watched the stuff that didn't matter. Hmm. There was a lot of TikToking going on over here. Just us oh, staring I, at When isn't there? So it was another week. <laughs> another week at the Barnes's TikToking. I so. just imagine you like stumbling out of your houses in tattered clothes after a week. Like, uh, yeah, that's how it felt. It was tough because we couldn't get, um, we were having trouble. Like we were, Alicia, Alicia mainly, but we were calling. Um, trying to get somebody over to fix it. Our our next door neighbors that live in between Seth and I, they uh, said they were throwing a fit with the with the cable company and couldn't get anywhere for a couple days. And then we finally got it to where we were having a steady stream of repairmen show up, but they weren't fixing the problem. <laughs> so I happened to be off work on Wednesday this week. And that afternoon, like three bucket trucks showed up and worked um, on the pole in front of my house, the pole on down the street, and one of the poles on the opposite side of, of our of our road. And after a while of them being there, it finally it finally, you know, started working again. But I had went out to one of the guys. There was one guy out there directing traffic, and I was like, "Hey, are you with you know? Are you with?" the cable company and he just kind of, he didn't want to talk to like, he just kind of ignored me. I was like, 
it's been six days. We haven't, are, are you going to fix the internet? And, and he was just like, just kept directing traffic. Wouldn't, wouldn't say anything to me. So finally, I was just like, fine. Piss off. Get paid to talk. Yeah. Piss off. I'm just going to turn around and go back to my house. Cause you're not. And like, they never came to the house or anything. Like we were the ones that got them there. We had called. They were supposed to be doing a call to our house, but they never even like came over to see that it was working or anything. They just took off. I was like, okay, great service guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, it is a little sad, like, you know, how dependent we all are. Like, I've had that, you know, the, the electrical go out of the shop occasionally. It's like, okay, what can I do while I'm waiting? Literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's bad. It's it's real bad. So. Even too, too dark to read. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't get online. Well, I, I tell you where it really affected us was, like, normally when everybody goes to bed, you know, we all will have the TV running or something, you know, just uh, as background noise, if nothing else. And like, we couldn't do that. And finally, after about, I think the third day, I went and got a DVD player and hooked it up. Oh yeah. I got so hot. Let me look through this box of cords here to see if I can find something to work. Yeah. So a guy I used to work with was set, but it was back, you know, 10 years ago when we had that big storm, didn't have, Oh yes. Didn't have power for a couple of weeks. He didn't anyway. And, it, and, uh, all these people were talking about being preppers and all this stuff. And I was like, what do you think about that? And he was just like, Oh, now if that's how, if something happened and it was just going to be like that, it, he, you know, he, he was just like, I'm not putting a bunch of stuff in my house preparing for that. If that happens and it's going to stay that way, I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> He's like, I don't want, I, I, I have no, life sucks like this. I do not. He's like, I have no interest in hanging around for the apocalypse. Yeah, there is no quality of life there. It's like, I respect uh, just, that. I, yeah. I respect that. I respect either way. If you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can't wait. Well, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, and and uh and if you're just like no i just that's when i'm bowing out that's at least you know you know you know you're never gonna have to deal with that yeah i like that i feel i feel i I feel that you know i'm i'm not mm -mm. there's just not a quality of life there that suits me i would just go around and tell people you know just if anybody says oh you gotta nope i'll never have to deal with that just let, let them wonder why if they ever asked because I'll just kill myself three days in. <laughs> Be like yeah. the mist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, see, you always get to know us just a little bit better when we tell these anecdotes. So why don't we do a segment we haven't done in a while. Uh, yeah, you know me. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? You know me. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know me. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. You know me. You don't know to be me. 
are you the way that you are? All right, Cliff, this was yours. Why don't you <laughs> okay. lay it out there? Yeah, so I prompted this. I know we haven't done it for a really long time, and we didn't have much going on to talk about this week. So I had to come up with a question. And the question this week is, if you had to choose a song to be played as intro music whenever you enter a room for the rest of your life this song plays what song do you choose oh, i didn't know it was the rest of our lives yeah <laughs> i did and it so there's like literally not a song that can sustain that it's like <laughs> well i think that's there, why you really no, had to think there, about it there's no song that is not going to drive you crazy after 10 times of this yeah well you know, it, let's um, hear it then. If you've got you, you cracked the code. Then what is it? <laughs> I didn't crack the code. But what I, what Disney property is it for? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, see, what, that, that was could, a Tinker the Tinker Bell's theme. <laughs> <laughs> Parade of the evening. when you wish upon a Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think like I had. I had to think about this a little bit, and I was like, which way? Which way would I go? I mean, it, Disney seems like some sort of, you know, there would be an obvious choice of some some song there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or do you go with, like, just your favorite song? Do you, but that doesn't necessarily... Wouldn't be your favorite song very long. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be your favorite song that long. But not only that, it's like, even though it's your favorite song, pe- other people may not relate it to you as much. So, and, and and I wouldn't want it to be a song like everybody chooses either, right? So that's kind of the name of the game for me. So I, I got to thinking like, oh, maybe I want something like, you know, classical or, or, or you know, off a, off a, tele, a TV theme or something, you know, something yeah, that had yeah. some kind of meaning to me, whatever. Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> Cliff Barnes. <laughs> Well, I mean, you could go that way, right? Yeah. Or we could go a little different way here. And I'm going to oh, try and just, I, I just queued it up, see if it works. Every time he walks in the room, we got to hear this. Every time you walk in the room, holiday. Room. I love it. I absolutely love it. Lindsey Buckingham, Holiday Road from the original. Oh, vacation. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> from the original vacation movie. I love it. It's it's about road trips and travel and you know my my favorite movies. Um, it's just yeah. It just it felt right. I can just see you coming. It felt like, right. You'd have to bounce, do a little it's skip, upbeat. yeah. It's do a little upbeat. skip, kind of straighten your tie. <laughs> I love it. Classic, classic movie anthem, and uh, I, I think everybody feels uh, it would make you feel a certain way, or they they feel, you know, you know that song. Oh, grabs you. So that's what I came up with. A little vacation, okay. Chevy Chase. Oh, we got Jordan. 
Cliff, I'm going to send the link to you because when oh. I share my screen, I can never get audio. So <laughs> if you want to do these live, I'll just send the YouTube link over to you. Okay, we can do that. Let me pull it up here. And but my uh, first thought, obviously, was Thunder by Imagine Dragons, but I don't think I could pull off the dress. Oh my god. Thunder. 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 That's true. That's tough. That's tough. That's a look, though. I like it. <laughs> but that's yeah. Th- talk about entrance. Yeah, that's yeah. an indelible one. So I yeah, thought I you were thought say thunderstruck. That'd have been pretty good too. Uh, you can pull do. up the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do the ACDC. But yeah, that's my thing of like you know what, what song you know would really high energy and like you know do you know. Wu Tang Clan, bring the ruckus, or you know, a Beastie Boys track. Or I hope something. you guys are like, never in a bad mood or sad whenever no. you're in a room. Go no, that's a, what I'm thinking. Going like, to a I, funeral. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can't live up to bring the ruckus. I'm not. I'm not bring any ruckus to any room whatsoever. So then I'm thinking, okay, is it, would it be like a a slower song or a a song that means something to me? Or you know something cool, something indie, something hip, and it's like I I can't you know again not, is it something that describes me? Is it something goofy, a weird owl song? Is it something uh, you know Spin Doctors, Jimmy Olsen's Blues? Is it is a comic <laughs> book related? I don't I know like what that. It is. That that would have been a good one. I could have <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Batman the animated series theme or right. something. <laughs> so. I came up with, I almost went Statler Brothers, Flowers on the Wall, or Waylon Jennings, Lonesome Ornery and Mean. But I thought, you know, th- you know, I want people to appreciate when I come in the room. So I went with DJ Cool, Let Me Clear My Throat. One of the best openings ever. are like this is you going to go into the wrestling arena music yeah yeah it's intro music i thought it was coming into the room coming into the kitchen you, you... <laughs> let me get some snack <laughs> this is my love i love the horns the horns blare and then the beat drops and it's just oh boom, right there yep, yep. 1996 this is your going to the plate music. This is you know, you're up to bat. Coming out of the batting circle. Well, I put no amount of thought you guys had, and I literally, while we were sitting here, was going through what songs I have on my phone, and I, <laughs> and I but th- this will do. There's this. Uh, I don't know. You probably won't recognize. You might. I don't know. Uh, Let's play. Is it? It's even called intro. (laughs) 
I mean, come on. Every time you walk in the room. It's good stuff. That, that writes the check. You're ooh, gonna have to ooh. <laughs> That's pretty good, too, the next track. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like it. I could go up to the plate with that. Yeah. A little good. Maybe, maybe edge it out over the second baseman's head. <laughs> Then just pip walk down to first. Exactly. Oh, That's right. With a limp, yes. little bit of a limp. Yes. <laughs> you drop the fur coat just as you uh, round first. Mm. <laughs> just right off the shoulder. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff though. It's fun. I like those little those little things. That's for sure. I actually had a I had a second question. I added because we weren't sure we were going to, some of us were, weren't sure if we were going to have an immediate answer for the song question. And, uh, this might prompt a little bit more discussion, but I thought, what movie scared the hell out of you as a, as a kid? Like definitively, not like, oh, it's a scary movie, but I mean like scared the hell, like stuck with you. Said you said it was the first, the first. Yeah. The first one that really just. You never forgot it because I mean it was so terrifying. What movie did that? You're not gonna believe. You're not gonna believe that my answer is uh, uh, Space Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Space Camp. Was it the robot? (laughs) No, I was scared of everything. Of getting blasted into space. How terrifying is that? <laughs> it gave you an anxiety. Yeah, that did that movie. I remember having weird problems with that movie, but I don't. The one I know scared me was Masters of the Universe. Mm. It was one of probably the first live action movies I saw in a theater. I think I, I think yeah. Bambi was maybe the first movie I saw in a theater animated. Mm. Probably was all oh, that scared me too. The yep. getting turned into a donkey. Yeah. My God, that's no, horrifying! That was Pinocchio. Yeah, that's Pinocchio. And Pinocchio is a yeah. If if that you, was scary stuff when he was with the donkey yeah. and stuff, yeah, that was scary. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, Pinocchio would have been the first movie I saw in theaters, but probably the first live action was Masters of the Universe and Beast Man. Mm-hmm. I was not ready for Beast Man, <laughs> even though I had the toy. I knew the cartoon, but yeah. live action Beast Man was something else. And then being trapped inside a gym that was going to burn, they like burned down mm. the school yeah. gym. That scene terrified me. So I, I, I don't know. That felt to me like this is, this is not the He-Man I'm, I'm ready for. <laughs> like I need to go back to the cartoons and the little mini comics for a while. Cause I don't know if I'm ready for this live action stuff. That that's actually, those are both very interesting. Like Pinocchio, if you haven't watched it since you were a little, little kid, like that movie is it's dark. It is dark. I mean, really dark. 
Where does he get that stuff? How do you ever expect to be a real boy? What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> hey, you laugh like a donkey. <laughs> Did that come out of me? I do. I would have never thought of Masters of the Universe, but it would have been not Beastman so much as the the little short guy that wasn't in the cartoon that had like kind of gray, like scaly yeah. skin. I didn't yeah. like him. I remember I didn't. I was like, "Ooh, that guy's gross." Um, yeah. So definitely, those are good. Mine absolutely one hundred percent was Superman three, and it's the scene. Where, um, I don't know her name, the dark haired lady, as she's trying, they're trying to run away from like the super computer thing. And as she runs away, it reaches out with like wires and grabs her and pulls her back in and turns her into like a robot lady. And all these wires come across her. Her eyes go like silver and these metal plates come all over her body. That scared the tarnation out of me for a long time. I just, and you're, you're still being terrorized by computers to this day. Exactly. So yeah, I, I absolutely, that was the first, I instantly was like, Oh, I know what I'm picking. Like that movie, that one scene was scary as hell that lady when they turn her into the robot thing. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't think of much. <laughs> I think uh Secret of Nim was a little intense. Yeah. At the time, I loved it, but it was just like I had to side eye some of it. <laughs> and uh I don't know what else. I know when I was, you know, I don't know how old I was, but I remember going on some family trip one time and some somebody brought a tape of some horror movie, Shocker, I think was what it was called. Mm-hmm. Something was called the guy's in a the guy is in a uh, uh, electric chair or something, whatever. I, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the movie, or whatever. But that freaked me out. And I guess when I was really young, I remember my going to my cousin's house like second cousin's house or whatever and they the older kids were watching halloween and i w- walked in there and mm. i didn't stay very long at all <laughs> i was like it, it scared the crap out of me but yeah i i definitely um as a little kid didn't see very many horror movies so that would have absolutely terrified me um especially the horror uh, the horror mo- movies, the genre of, of that time, things like Hellraiser and and Freddy Krueger yeah. and stuff that were coming, that would have, yeah, I, I'd probably still be hiding under a blanket somewhere. Yeah. 
Had I seen I that? I think I, I think I told the story before about the neighbors watching Creepshow two, and just. I'd never seen a horror movie, but you know that was not in my vocabulary. And I remember going to their mom and being like, because my little brother was there too. I was like, I don't think this is appropriate for him. And she was like, if you can watch it, he can watch it. And I was like, I, oh, I, I can't watch, watch it. it. <laughs> but I was like trying to be cool. Like, I don't think he yeah. can watch it. You know, I'm about to pee my pants. <laughs> yeah. Sit down there and watch it. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I wasn't into yeah, that's the, that's the one that had the like the tar in the lake that was yeah. eating, like the teenagers yep. went yep. swimming and the tar mm-hmm. sucked them through yep. the wooden planks of the uh, raft thing. thing yeah. yeah, like, uh, no thanks. I'm going to go out and play. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't into horror. Definitely not either, but, um, you know, if, if Superman 3 scared the hell out of me, I, I, I can't imagine how... Uh, <laughs> Uh, traumatized I, I would be with some of the other movies so the stuff michael was watching you know when we were that age that he was grown up on i would have nope i would have opted out real quick out of that so anyways that that's that's what i had those were the questions i had for yeah you know me this week all right so now you know us just a little bit better and if you know us at all, you know that we like to watch TV. <laughs> so even though we didn't have internet, we got some TV watch this week. So here are some reviews for some recent television. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! I'm Prison Mike. You know why they call me Prison Mike? <laughs> Davis, please sit down. Are you threatening me? I am Cornholio. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. And I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him, and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Picture it. Sicily, 1939. What you talking about, Willis? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor. My neighbor. Good afternoon, everybody. What do you got? Better Call Saul ended, right? Better Call Saul. Loved it. Sixth season. Sixth delayed, season. delayed by COVID, delayed by a heart attack. <laughs> Many yeah. years after Breaking Bad started, we get a, a finale to Vince Gilligan's universe. This series lasted Great. longer than Breaking Bad. There's more episodes than Breaking Bad. I was a little cold on it at first, and I'm not not anymore. I rolled on rewatch. I think it was a little clunky early on, and but man, it definitely uh, won me over. And I I loved it. It's one of the best shows ever that have ever been on TV, and I loved the 
way it ended. I, w- I was really worried about how it was going to end, and I felt like they pulled it off. They made what was a show that originally they expected to be a half-hour comedy-type show into a... I don't know a you know intense a very Breaking Bad type show that was still something else. It was still like a, a sad romance. Um, you know, it's like it was the same situation where she, what's her name, Ray Seahorn, turned out to just like Jesse was never supposed to be on Breaking Bad that long. She yeah, was never yeah. supposed to be on Better Call Saul that long, but she was so good, and they had that chemistry, and it, it just. The way they paid all that off at the and end. And I love that, that it's the show was like a, a very mature relationship drama of like there wasn't the will they won't they there wasn't the teasing there wasn't the yeah oh I hope these kids get together like when the show started they had this connection and you're like well he you know him from Breaking Bad he's a sleaze bag like what would this up upright upstanding lawyer seeing this guy and it spent six seasons exploring that of like what these people get from each other and do to each other and uh, the 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 yeah you know, the emotion behind all that and just the how powerful it was without big speeches and they didn't break up every other week and it wasn't like that normal tv drama it was just the the strain of their connection and how how much they loved each other the, was the push and pull of the whole thing i never really felt that like you know walt and skyler or any, no. any of that stuff in breaking bad so yeah yeah so it was a incredible ending it's neat to listen to hear some of the behind the scenes talking about it, how not no spoilers but the speech he the, the things he says the little speech he gives or whatever in that final episode he wanted to do again he did it again because he didn't like the way he did it the first time because it was too similar to seasons in the past those few couple seasons before where he gave that big speech in court and she was like so admired him uh how good he was he was and then he walked out and said i fooled him yeah and he's like i don't want that to be a possibility with this speech that that anyone could think i'm fooling anybody you know it's like that was it's pretty incredible i loved it i loved it it's uh, someday we're gonna have to do like our top tv shows of all time and i think that would definitely be in uh the discussion what else i watched something uh, you guys w- both watched said you, you liked was that a league of their own prime series yes adaptation yes there's another one on tuesday Tuesday's too late sir do not approach sir, the train let it happen <sighs> ticket please about that You're clearly going to tryouts. She doesn't look like that much competition. I could be competition, I think. We're here for the tryouts. I don't think you understand. This is the All-American League. We're pretty All-American. Who was that? 
show that knuckleball. They didn't even let me try out, Dad. Maxine, you've got to make some smarter choices. This is fun. This is something I can work with. Peaches! I'd like to go through a few rules. Curfew is at 10 p.m. sharp. No smoking or drinking. No pants. What? I'm a pitcher, and you need me. Is that so? Everybody on the team has to have a job at the factory. So any job? Max, can you lift 50 pounds? And are you willing to get the shit burn out of your hand? Yes, and I, I guess so. Great. You want the game to be more exciting? Shorten the skirts. What the hell are you doing? I thought that you would catch it. My back turned? This is our one shot. So what if right here, right now, we forget the rules? They don't get to decide if this is real or not. We do. Let's go! Things are changing pretty fast. Hey, Dollface. So, what'd you think of it? I was, um, I, I, I started it on my phone because we didn't have internet and I was just looking for something to watch. I was like, eh, this probably isn't going to be that great, but I had heard it was maybe a more faithful adaptation to the book than the movie that originally was. So I kind of, I really, I thought it was going to be like this same characters um the same storyline as as the movie um with just maybe more details or more sports uh more baseball whatever and it totally wasn't um in a good way i love a league of their own the movie i love that movie when it came out thought it was probably one of the best movies of the decade uh in the 90s and this, spicy talk there yeah i know i know probably in jordan's top 10 um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do a top 10 baseball countdown not, where does this this would have been way high on my list and i rewatched it after this series i'm not sure i got a few i, I watched it now. i watched it with the, in anticipation of that list i watched it uh, about six months ago and i i have some different feelings about it too yeah yeah, so um, it's amazing what a little yeah, bit of time does. The All American Girls Professional Baseball League, and the, all the men folk went to fight World War II. They formed this league. It was uh, Wrigley in Chicago formed the league. I don't know why they had to fictionalize it with a with the fake they didn't have, candy. Yeah, they must not have the rights. Whatever. So. Uh, it existed from 1943 to 1954. So. That's longer a long than, time. Longer than I thought, but you know, not a real long time. But <laughs> yeah. basically the first pro women's league in the country. So yeah, we got a classic movie made out of it. I forgot there was a sitcom in nineteen ninety-three. Oh. Uh it it only lasted three episodes. <laughs> but it had it had the lady who played Marla mm. and it had Betty Spaghetti from the movie, and then they recast everybody else. It was all it was Dottie and it was all the same characters, but they just recast them all. It lasted three episodes. Did get nominated for an Emmy for best costumes though for three episodes. Hmm. But anyway, so this new thing is on Amazon Prime, eight episodes, and yeah, it's not Gina Davis's character. It's not 
Tom Hanks's character. It's 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 still the the the, the Rockford Peaches and you know the, the same uh, same time frame, but very different characters. Uh, Abby Jacobson is the main character. Uh, Broad City, a lot of a lot of comedies. Uh, Shante Adams plays an African American woman who, again, the movie never <laughs> never dealt with. Uh, yeah. Darcy Carden, uh, Nick Offerman's in it for a little bit. So yeah, good cast. Um, it was a little slow for me. I wasn't well, quite into it, and there wasn't a lot of baseball at the beginning. Yeah. It was more, again, it was more drama between the characters and wh- where did we come from, and you know, well, I tell you, when, when that first episode hits in that very beginning, when she's like, she's running to get on that train, I was like, oh, okay, we're just picking. You know, I immediately, I'm like, okay, that's Dottie Henson. And she's, we we're just picking up where she's getting on the train. We're going to go from there. And no, (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong on all accounts. (laughs) So, but yeah. um, Yeah. I thought the cast was good. I thought the, uh, it was a little slow in the beginning. um, Just trying to get into, because it's not really comedy um, like the movie was. And so we're getting a little bit more, detail a little bit more in depth with uh i guess with a bigger cast as a series as a whole but um yeah certainly uh a lot different um there's there's a lot more gay stuff in there and uh <laughs> high percentage yes of that yes and it's it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just like I just cringe at the thought of all the people that are going, oh my gosh, this is yeah. so, why is it got to be so? It's like, that's all I can think the whole time is like thinking of all the people that are going to complain about that. All the people you know? that tuned in to, for that original movie, that yeah, sweetness. Like, I like that baseball movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they're making out <laughs> but, <laughs> immediately. But there have been stories of these characters, you know, the real life women coming out decades later. Right. And saying, yes, there were a lot of gay people playing in that league, which, when you think about it, it makes a lot obviously, of sense. Yes, right, of obviously, course. there were. And that to me is the, the, the failing of the movie, which, again, I still think is a classic. But the movie has that one scene where the foul ball, the black woman picks up the foul ball and throws it in, mm-hmm. and Dottie gives her a nod, like, hey, that was pretty good. Admit, you know, showing right there. Okay, black people are not invited, and yeah. the movie deals with that in a very, you know, a, a simple, quick way. But okay, but this show has a different take of like, okay, what are the black people doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, we know they're not invited to this party, but what are they doing their own thing? So half the show is about this other female trying right. to, to make it onto a team and her struggle. So yeah, between which was pretty much the best part of the show as far as i'm concerned like Mm -hmm. following that character she was i've never seen her in anything i don't know what she's been in but i thought she was really good and i I like that whole storyline yeah the um you know the 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 black half of the cast really carries the first few episodes um because there's i mean it was just more interesting (laughs) and and um, than, than what was going on with the baseball team at first, because like the, the first few episodes when, when, uh, Nick Offerman's there and it's, I don't know, I, it, it, I didn't get much out of his character. It was, 
Yeah, he didn't yeah. impress me too much. That to me is the smartest thing they did because Nick Offerman shows up. I'm like, hey, I love Nick Offerman. Awesome. And I don't really care about the character as the longer it goes. And then they get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, like, the movie, oh, the movie was too much Tom Hanks. Even though mm-hmm. we love Tom Hanks, he's hilarious. But like, this is Gina Davis's movie, and we this you no, know, this is not Nick Offerman's show. We've decided right. like we're focusing on the female characters. We're going to introduce this guy, and I liked. He wasn't a you know he wasn't a great guy. Same with right. her husband, but he wasn't like a a horrible abusive character like yeah. you know the husband like the the husband was a decent guy yeah. and he tried to understand but he was still never could understand so like they didn't do the easy route of you know oh i can't go back to my abusive husband no there, there is there is something to go back to so i yeah. i liked that it was more complicated because that rewatching the movie everything was very simple mm-hmm. it was two hours and Dottie gives up the dream of playing baseball to go home. Like, what are we? How does that a good ending? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I definitely don't want to spoil the whole series for um, in case people haven't watched it yet. But yeah, there's some really interesting things in there, and you know, ex- yeah, like pitching with penny loafers on, no socks, burning <laughs> it in there. Like, what are you doing? I don't believe that. No uh, sweat. That- the CGI was terrible. Oh my gosh! Every <laughs> ball went 200 miles an hour. Everyone. I don't get. Yeah. I don't. What's the get point? It. They can't throw a ball. Yeah. That was that. Literally every ball it, that was thrown in that show was uh, on it on a line at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It took like, me out. Why? It, it looks so it, yeah. fake. It was so fake. Like I don't expect an actor to be able to throw a perfect. You know. You don't have to 90 mile an hour pitch. Exactly. But, you don't have to have them in yeah. the same shot. Right. You know, well, but it was just throw cheaply, it and have like, somebody catch it. They had the ball in the mitt and they go, ooh, and like yeah. recoil a sight. I was like, that doesn't look real at all. Now, any of these. In, in all fairness, in that, in the original 92 or 93, whatever year that movie came out, they had like a, like a boot camp with all the actresses. To, to where to teach them how to play and make it look more believable. So mm-hmm. I kind of felt like obviously they didn't do much of that with the series and depended way too heavily on special effects for that stuff. Um, so that, that definitely took, yeah, I agree that definitely uh, the whole time I was just like this, just no, it doesn't look right. But, but yeah, by the end of it, I'm sucked in. I love a good sports movie, oh, underdog yeah. movie. Like I was, yeah. I was all on board. I, I was said, I literally at the end, the the way, yeah, you know, the final game, the way that ends. I was like, give me a break, and then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, it worked. It worked anyway, and I hated it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, it, it, there was a there were characters there by that point that we cared about. So, yeah. you know, and, and focusing on their relationships together was the name of the game in the whole series. But, but um, I'd seen a uh, I'd seen a recent since this came out, somebody did a news story, one of those morning shows or something about there. There was a um, in the show. There's a a player named Maybell. She's the one that has the the big blonde yeah. hair and that. And she's real. 
um, she's still alive and saw an interview with her and they were just kind of talking about like all the, the gay stuff in the series. And she was like, Oh yeah, that's totally the way it was. She goes, she goes, we all knew it. She's like, you know, we didn't talk about it, but, but we knew a large portion of the girls were, she goes, I was, I knew that. And, and, and we just, you know, we just hit it from everybody. And, and that's really, that's what we get out of the series. And I thought that was cool that there was some, uh, there, that it was based on real life and it made sense, um, in, in today's world a lot more than it probably would have been, uh, had they done that in the nineties, I'm sure it would have been a huge scandal. So I, yeah, I love that because it has the same scene from the movie of them getting makeovers and charm school and try, you know, in the movie it's, you gotta be you know attractive to the crowd and the show flat out says it's to look less queer. Yeah. You know, we can't, you can't, you can't be out there looking, looking queer. You have to look like an all American, you know, red blooded woman. And that's, that feels more <laughs> honest to me. So, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> right. So, um, and, and just the realization, you know, where those players are, where those women characters are in the series in different stages of discovery acceptance whatever you want to call it um but that that six episode hit and I, and i tell you the one with the the rosie o'donnell cameo where she owns the bar and i was just like at the end of that that episode i was just like oh my god that hit me way harder than it should have i should have seen this coming and <laughs> like i was like oh my god that's just terrible and uh and then that last episode i i thought it was great too I, it's totally suckered me in and i love the ending to it and i i was i i really thought i thought man that's way better than you know i like the original ending but i i, I like what they did here too so yeah i, I was I'm, I'm glad i watched it it was good i don't know do you think like a sports a- love us yeah sucker for a sports story <laughs> well i got another underdog sports show for you to watch then. oh i'm listening well i'm assuming you haven't gotten to it yet but uh just as we're recording it just premiered welcome to wrexham hello my name is rob mcelhoney my name is ryan reynolds hello the NOE, you rob mcelhoney of NOE, you ryan reynolds this is maxine and she is our welsh translator Dyma Maxine in Cavaithydd Cymraeg. Our new show on FX is called Welcome to Wrexham, a docuseries centered in Wrexham, a working-class town in North Wales in the United Kingdom. And earlier this year, we became owners of the football club in Wrexham, and we thought it was only appropriate for our Welsh fans to have a translator, so... Marin Tala, tenant actio mewn ffilmia, a Marin hefo'r cyhyran Gwerthig House of Philadelphia in Erbath. Did she say Philadelphia? Because I didn't say Philadelphia. Oh, no. It tell me it's Welsh. It is Welsh, Rob. It's probably just sounded like Philadelphia. Maxine, how do you say Philadelphia in Welsh? Philadelphia. Yeah, so it's not the... See? No? Does Sam go by the Diamond and get a team pale droid? I'm going to get a toupee and medal book Cymru in Alban. Did the new Marioid with the Plesia Gragas, the Marioid Tabeth? Oh, that's a Ryan Reynolds or something. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney (laughs) bought a 
football club in Wales. This has been promoted for a year with commercials and TV. And I didn't know what it was. I've never seen any. I didn't know till today. I watch a lot time. of I watch a lot of FX. So oh, okay, well, I followed that. So I assumed it was jumping on the Ted Lasso bandwagon, and it was some kind of either a mockumentary. Yeah, or, mm. I didn't I didn't know what it was, but it turns out it's very real. Uh, so during the pandemic, these guys got together, and uh, Rob said he had never met Ryan, but they they had become friends and had talked online on this stuff. And Rob was looking to purchase a sports team. And he's like, no, I've got TV money. But to buy a sports team, you need movie money. You need <laughs> superhero money. So he's like, I reached out to Ryan. So this is uh, a real working class town in Wales. It's the third oldest soccer club in the world. And the way the English system is set up, there are levels to the yes. league. So there's the Premier League. And then there's several below that mm -hmm. and you move between them. So if you are like the top four teams in the league, the next year will bump up to the next one and the bottom four will go down, will go down a rung. Yes. So there's, so there's we, constant competition. We learned this clubs. from Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I assume. <laughs> okay. So uh, this team in Wrexham is at the bottom. They are the lowest to still be considered professional. So they're making, you know, they're pro soccer players, but they're, they don't have any money. <laughs> you know, the town is really depressed. COVID hit it hard. You know, they didn't, they couldn't have fans in the seats for a full year. So they're, they're, you know, they have diehard fans and, you know, people live and die for this club, but it's not in good shape at the moment. So it did a really good job you know, showing that idea of what, what sports mean to a community. And Rob talked about being from Philadelphia. And when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was like, he's like, that was one of the top five moments of my life. <laughs> he's like, and not just because of the sports, but for what it meant for his family and a lifetime of you know, the community. And so it just, it, again, this, I don't care anything about soccer. I don't know the rules. I don't know the players, but this, they, they aired the first two episodes of the night it premiered and I was really into it. And it was, it's that idea, you know, a good underdog story you can't beat. Mm. And, and it's this idea of these outsiders coming in and people were a little skeptical, you know, it interviews people from the town, like, Oh, these Hollywood guys are going to give it their best, I guess. And then some people were really hyped. There's like people in Deadpool costumes, like dancing outside the stadium, like they're going to spend money on the team. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it track, and I assume it's going to be that, you know, rags to riches story. Hopefully, we'll see. But yeah, it was it was that documentary cameras, you know, following all the principal people and the coach. Who, if you know, I love that kind of stuff, I've watched so many reality shows like that of like like Last Chance You, and mm -hmm. just all the time watching like high school sports, the team trying to do this, or I watched, I love that cheer show. What even, I, it doesn't matter what it is. Some sort of sports thing yeah. where you follow the, I just watched that mockumentary of the esports. So yeah. I was just like, it doesn't matter. It, it's something about it. It, it really clicks. So yeah, the purchase came through in like the middle of the season and the idea, you know, if they couldn't make the playoffs, they're going to have to fire the coach. And this, the veteran had been there 14 years was the leader of the team and he was only on a one-year contract, so that's all that stuff of like, you know, we got to try to make the playoffs, or they're gonna, we're all gonna get fired. They're gonna bring in all these new players. So, 
yeah, I was I was just immediately interested, and I'm very curious to see to see where where it runs. Yeah, but, yeah well, it had it had footage it of Rob getting up at 4 a.m. to watch the last game of the season, and like this was this to see if they would make it into the playoffs, and he was like jumping on his couch. And I was like, I don't care who owned the team. If my if the team owner of my favorite club would be care enough about winning losing to like jump up and down on the couch, I, think, I, I would kill for that. I could totally picture March shot. Back in the day, <laughs> up the cigar, jumping up and down. Oh my gosh! Heck yeah! Come fool, throw mama from a train. Yeah. <laughs> Where's but, the beef? She was doing it all. <laughs> yeah, this big old Saint Bernard's crapping all over the field. <laughs> yeah, that's on FX, and then next day on Hulu, like usual. Cool. Well, I watched um, something on Hulu the other night um, just because we, it was dinner time is late for us sometimes. We have volleyball games going on right now. So uh, a couple nights ago, I turned on Hulu and the first thing that pops up was TMZ investigates colon what really happened to Richard Simmons. And I was like, there I was a watch thing. This. A few, uh, I feel like just a couple of years ago, I watched some huge documentary about that or something. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, it's just like a whole. I like there was a bear. I don't know whether this was it. Or, I mean, I is this know. new? This is a new thing. Because I, I, I watched. I remember what. Oh, maybe it was a podcast I listened to. Probably a podcast. Yeah, and it, I remember. I think it was, Yep, maybe you did too. I don't know. It was really long and very in depth. Well, this wasn't very long, and I really no, didn't. I just feel... remember the story. He like he no one could find him. Yeah, just in a house or something. You know? Like yes. 2014, he made his last public appearance, and then just disappeared. Yeah, like he just didn't. One day he didn't show up for his like at, at his like studio for his weekly appearance yeah. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I had no idea. Um, so the bottom line of this is there's a bunch of theories out there about what happened to Richard. Is he dead? Did he transition to a woman? Is his housekeeper keeping him kid, um, hostage? Yeah. There was a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So all these, I'm not surprised that they made this into a show. Yeah. All these theories out there. It turns out, well, let me tell you, the show was pretty bad. Like it was, <laughs> it was not very in depth. They didn't really have a whole like their their interviews. Their talking heads were like Suzanne Summers and like real like D listers and, and people you didn't never heard of. And I was just like, wow, wow, yeah, coming right at Chrissy. Well, <laughs> it's been a while since uh, you know she's been knocking on anybody's door over there. Uh, <laughs> But well, like I was trying to find the connection. I'm like, oh, he was sweating the oldies and she was doing that thigh the master thigh or master. something. Yeah. <laughs> so as it turns out, there's it's a whole lot to do about nothing. He just I think he had he was getting older, he was having some knee and health issues, and just did not want to be remembered as like oh. This, yeah, as an old man. And uh so he just he just stays at home and he he does have that that uh, housekeeper there 
but I don't think it, uh, according to the show, it's not really anything nefarious or she's not holding him hostage or controlling him or anything like that. It's just, he was just going to retire and get out of the spotlight and the whole thing was a, the, a complete waste of time. <laughs> Getting out of the sweating game. Just yes. doing the oldie. Eight-year-old mystery solved. There you go. <laughs> wow. We cracked another one. We were on the case, folks. Mm-hmm. Came out from all angles. We did it. I'll throw another one out there I watched. Um... AMC had a series called Dark Winds. Uh, yeah, that's the guy had the guy from uh, uh, Reservation Dogs. And yeah, Westworld, Reservation Dogs, Zane yeah. McLaren. So uh, it was ex- uh, it was showrunner was Graham Roland, who did the Jack Ryan show and Fringe, but it was executive produced by Robert Redford and George R. R. Martin. So go figure. Uh, based on a book, um, set in. He didn't 19- have anything else to do, so right, right. He's just gonna produce shows, yeah. So uh, set in 1971 in Monument Valley. Uh, so it's these Navajo characters, and it's a murder mystery with a hint of the supernatural. Something there are some that believe maybe something is going on beyond beyond what we can know. Uh, yeah, starring Zane McLaren, Rain Wilson, and Noah Emmerich from The Americans. So, mm. I uh, get just an interesting setting for a murder mystery. And the idea is there's an armored truck that gets robbed bank robbery, armored truck robbery. And the suspects end up in this, in this Navajo area. So, the FBI wants. You know, the FBI needs in there to, to figure out who robbed this truck, but there's a concurrently a murder that happened. Right. And the FBI doesn't care about a native a native woman being killed in the 70s, but they have to, you know, pretend that we'll, we'll help solve your murder if you help solve this you know, armored truck, which they don't really care about. But so it's interesting in the political sense. Uh, it was an interesting story, good murder mystery. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was nice and short. It was a pretty simple story. I, I don't I don't assume there'll be a second season. They're all kind of wrapped up unless they, they do a new case or something. But yeah, just a, a solid solid little uh, retro murder mystery. Would you say this was on? Was this AMC? AMC, Dark yeah. Winds. I was just getting ready to cancel AMC. Right, like it was going to expire the day after better call Saul or whatever. I was like, Oh, I got this time perfectly. And then they, then they know what they're doing though. They immediately are like, Oh, the second season of Kevin can F himself is going to start this week. And I was trying to fit the first episode in of it before we started tonight. I watched like first 10 minutes of it because the way it ended last season was really well done. It was a really cool ending. Did you watch that? Yeah, 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 I saw this first one as well, season two. Yeah, yeah it's just such a weird show, and I, I just love. This is the one. If anybody does know where, it's they, they switch back between formats where it's some of it. Whenever Kevin, uh, the husband, is in the room, basically it's a sitcom, but most of the rest of the time it is a dark Breaking Bad style 
Yeah, so he Story. he pops in the room with a crazy plan, and there's a laugh track and real bright lights. Yeah, and then he walks out the door. Lights go down. And it looks like a gritty. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty clever. It had a really good ending to the first season. I thought as good as I uh, better than I expected. So I'm curious where they're gonna go from here. Uh, another show I watched on Netflix. I watched the third season. I think it was the third season of that Never Have I Ever show. What the hell? This right here is a look. One for the book. The debut of Daxton was unreal. Your social status has skyrocketed so much that now people hate you. You used to make that face all the time. And now my face is so relaxed. Oh my God. That's why popular people age better. Isn't it crazy that Paxton and Davey are together? She's dying, right? It's like a deathbed, last wishes thing. Maybe she's just a huge slut. It's believable that we're together, right? Ow, ow, ow. I like you. Yeah, but why? No one else thinks we make any sense. No, you don't think we make any sense. Did we discover that being in a relationship doesn't solve all of our problems? Please try, Dr. Ryan. The entire Olivia Rodrigo album would disagree with you. Yeah, it's clean. I feel like the horniest person I know. Yeah. You want my advice? Stop trying so hard. What do you have to lose? Certainly not your dignity. My mom wouldn't let me come unless I brought one of her friend's loser kids. So, if you see an Indian door, come through that door. Let me know. I see an Indian guy coming through the door, but he definitely does not look like a dork. Oh, shit. So hot. Extremely hot. Let's see what the human body can do, baby. Just like a sitcom-y show, basically a high school thing with with I do not know the girl's name, um, but it's uh, it it is the one it's the one I talked about before where it's narrated by John McEnroe for for who knows what reason, but it works and uh, it's 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 a good show. It's just a entertaining show if you're looking. It, I every time it's been on, I've burnt through whatever the current season is and just enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, I feel like maybe I watched the first season of that. That sounds awfully familiar. Did we talk about that? I think yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure yeah. we did after I watched the first couple. And it's well, pretty I'm good. Trying to I'll try to say the main actress's name, Matrei Ramakrishnan. That sounds mm. good enough to me. Canadian actress, leading role as Devi Vishwakamur. I honestly thought after having seen the first season or two of that, that she was going to end up being Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have I, seen I, that. I, mm-hmm. I suspected that she would be the one cast, which she wasn't, but I thought, I bet she, I bet somebody considered her. Yeah, yeah, that um, definitely would not have surprised me. She kind of looked the part. Yeah. <clears throat> She's so. she's good. She's good. It's a good show. Good show. Yeah, I had uh, over over on um Netflix I watched. Man, I was picking out some winners this week, let me tell you. Uh watch this documentary. Internet's down. I don't know what we're doing. Just <laughs> click on anything. Pretty much the way it was. Um 
I watched this documentary called Running with the Devil, The Wild World of John McAfee. Inside that home, Gregory Farr was shot once to the back of his head. Before he was murdered, Fall complained to authorities about his neighbor, software security pioneer John McAfee. Mr. McAfee was nowhere to be found. He said he had gone into hiding because if police found him, they'd kill him. Oh, hello there. I'm John McAfee, founder of the McAfee Antivirus Company. I get a call. Basically, the biggest story in the world just drops in your lap. And we are ready to rock and roll. Intel bought his company out for $7 billion. The plan was just to film this man on the run. But I didn't know how far it could go. My life depends on this, my friend. John created software to spy on everyone. I'm hearing everything you're saying. Some powerful entities were trying to set John up because of all the information that he possessed. Call it truth, call it secrets. They wanted to get rid of him. John, where are you going? To jail. What in the f*** is going on here? Uh, heard of this recently yeah the mcafee antivirus virus yes that guy and it i it's a weird story he is a complete weirdo he's obviously very intelligent there's no clear answers through the whole thing um but it documents him after he sold his company he has all this money he moves to belize and then has it out with a neighbor or has problems with a neighbor. The neighbor ends up uh, shot in the head and he's the suspect of it. And then he goes on the run. And what, when he does that, he ends up taking, um, this was several years ago. He ends up taking a couple guys from like vice news, uh, uh, a cameraman and then like a, a journalist for a while. And they ended up, you know, they're on the run and um, they end up going to like crossing the border over to Guatemala. And he has, you know, they end up found out and he, he it's a it's a whole very strange um, sequence of events for, from here on out for the rest of his life. Um, he he he's on the run for a while and they can't track him down. Then they eventually do. He ends up in jail, somehow gets out of that, or he fakes a heart attack, gets out of that ends up back in like, uh, the States for a while runs for president as a libertarian candidate in 2016. Like it's a, it's, it's very, very strange. And then the longer it goes on, he just kind of, he gets heavily into, into drinking and drugs. And at one point uh, he's doing bath salts on a yacht that he bought from the Wolf of wall street. And it's, it's just completely insane. Um, the rich, ju- rich people, <laughs> the rich people, the, the, the poor journalists that are with him don't know what to make out of anything. Their lives are in danger because they're with him. They don't know what, and he's constantly, like taking off because he thinks somebody's after him, of course. And we never really find out if, if governments or the cartel or the mob or who's after him or when, or if any of it's real. Um, it's crazy. And he's, a, he was a super weird dude that, um, just 
downward spirals until the end. <laughs> like, don't we all? Yes. So remember, kids, don't do your bath salts on a boat. That's true. That's a rich guy's game. All right, you're not, go. gonna, you're not going to get away with it. There's nowhere to go. Yes. Don't sail to the 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 Bahamas with seventeen uh, automatic machine guns. It's never a good idea. Just don't don't invent popular software. Let's just start there. Yeah, yeah. Then you won't lead to any trouble. <sighs> All right. Should we get to the big Disney Plus Do it. series yeah. of the week? We had another Marvel property drop. Superhero sitcom, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. So, back to what I was saying before, my theory. Oh, God. Um, Steve Rogers did not have a girlfriend before he went into the service. Says who? The, the History Channel. So <laughs> he becomes Captain America. And from that moment on, a symbol of America, he is rushed to the front lines. He becomes a war hero. Then he is frozen in ice. Right. So based on right. everything you've told me, after he gets unfrozen, he goes from world-threatening disaster to world-threatening disaster. That's when he's not a fugitive from the law, right? So it seems like he was pretty, pretty busy. All you're doing is repeating everything that I've already told you about my friend and colleague. Obviously, Captain America was a virgin. Look out! Two episodes so far, both right around half an hour, sitcom length, yep. sitcom structure. Well, I wonder what people that are that hate it, but you know, uh, I assume they don't even know that she was a thing. They probably think that they came up with this and what a dumb idea, <laughs> and what a you know, and probably don't realize it's I'm forty years old. The word, the words repeated, Mary Sue. Jeez, of course. Which of course I've heard I have heard that term a long time ago, which I always took it to mean a girl did anything without earning <laughs> yes, it. Basically, a girl, a girl did it without earning it. Yeah. But originally I believe that term was meant to crit- criticize like fan fiction when a character was obviously a stand-in for the author. So, like, you do Twilight fan fiction where Edwards, there's a nerdy girl who likes her cat, but Edward sweeps her off her feet because she's so lovely. Like, it, a Mary Sue was like you putting yourself into a story, you know, in an mm. obvious way. And I feel like that has evolved over the last couple years, especially to just mean, you know, Ray from Star Wars or right. any of these That's Marvel the characters, Captain Marvel, any female character with power she didn't. You know, earn right away. Well, you yeah. know, Luke had to study to use the force, but Ray could just use it. You know, okay, maybe that's valid criticism, but coming from the corners of the internet, it comes from right. <laughs> so yeah, she Hulk, she threw a boulder further than the Hulk. How could she do that? <laughs> it's like you know, just from the trailer. <laughs> Mary Sue, Mary Sue, Mary Sue. So I think there were a certain segment just weren't gonna like it no matter what. Well, they don't like, like, he puts her through the trials and everything. They don't like, besides the fact that who could throw a freaking boulder, <laughs> the fact that the lessons he was trying to teach her, she didn't need to learn. Right. Like, all this stuff that right. he had to go through to be this 
uh, Hulk that ha- ha- is under control and trying to teach her how to handle her rage and all this stuff, all this stuff she doesn't have to do. She doesn't have to go through all that. And oh, she's been doing oh, it her is- whole life. Exactly. <laughs> and th- that's the entire point. Yeah. It's like, yes, of course he had to do that because he's had a cushy life of a white guy. <laughs> it was anger and fear, the baseline of any woman existing. And I, uh, I saw some people take some exception to that, but I, you know, I've heard a lot of women talk about that of like, yeah, that was a, you have to walk to your car. You put your keys between your knuckles. Like, you know, Mark Ruffalo's never thought of that. He right. didn't have to worry no. about that. And having to be mansplained at your job and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, that happens. It just does. It does. Hey, We're l- three white dudes and we don't know. But Let we know enough you. to know we don't know. Exactly. But at my house, that that line right there, as we watched it, hit home very quickly <laughs> I with bet. the females in my house and they were i mean my wife and my son's girlfriend and my daughter were just like oh, their sports coach just ripped at the seams immediately of that oh yeah immediately yeah. <laughs> i bet that was just that was so i thought that was so well done yeah like that this the whole explanation of that we didn't none of us want to see all that have to be gone through anyway. Exactly. And, and it's the perfect explanation that she's just like, I don't have to do that. I've been doing it my whole freaking life. And, and that explains all that away. Go stick your Mary Sue up your butt. (laughs) You know, they've, they've explained it. And I don't, I haven't read a ton of She-Hulk comics, but it feels authentic to the book as well. You know, she was a savage She-Hulk when she started, but you know, Banner spent from the sixties to the nineties, being Hulk smash fight the army. Jennifer pretty quickly was a, a lawyer in, in green, you know, doing cases in front of a, a jury. Like, like I feel like the comics skipped a lot of that stuff too. And she was always way more in control than Bruce. So uh, what I always remember, like I really got into comics there was around Avengers two seventeen. Well, Avengers two twenty one was one of the great issues where the it's they're getting a new roster or whatever so they were gonna they were having a like afternoon party to have people over and they were going to get two new members and hawkeye was there bumbling around they had the cover with all the boxes of you know all the people are gonna be who will be in there you know and uh and it ended up being her and hawkeye and like the whole time they're like they're, they have a great relationship in the comics, flirty and and uh, him. He's the disgruntled male, of course, all the time. But I would love to see these characters get together in the on Disney Plus, like them do something mm. with that. But but she's just always been this character, you know, that's just stronger than she you know is expecting to be. And but she you know in control, and I feel like it's just exactly hitting the screen this is what we're getting it looks the looks of it are i feel like they're still how in this day and age is everything still look so rough uh, and then when she threw a fastball into the catcher i was like what are you doing CGI ever. <laughs> exactly what is the, why are we still dealing with those but anyway yeah, i i didn't love it but I, it wasn't for any of those reasons 
Like, I, I right. don't know that it was as quite as funny as it maybe tried to be or, yeah, the CGI wasn't great. The story hasn't really grabbed me. So just structurally, yeah, it's not terrific. But I, I'm trying to approach it as I, I feel like they got her character right. Yeah. I feel like it all makes sense. It all works for me. That's not that's not my complaint. So plus yeah. we're only two episodes in. Right, yeah. right. So we you know, it, it's kinda hard to judge it fully at this point without seeing it all anyways. But I mean, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I I'm okay with it. I'll continue to watch it. Sure, I enjoy I enjoyed that second episode episode yeah. more than the first. Even I liked stuff with Tim Roth, and mm-hmm. you know I liked that where that is going. I liked how they you know that different view on his past. Oh, you know that was a, that was a great idea, and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. As soon as she went to family dinner and it was Cools and Larry, I was all in. I was just <laughs> like, I'm I'm. Give give me all. I the was Larry. disappointed because you guys had already <laughs> shared memes, and I was expecting Balky. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm not ru- I'm not ruling anything out at this point. Like, <laughs> I was so excited that now she's got a cousin Brucey and a cousin Larry. That is awesome. <laughs> so uh, starts out. She is the deputy district attorney working cases and she's already talking to the camera so we we she's breaking the fourth wall right from the beginning has there been any of that have we had that yet in yeah the mar in, oh, in, in the oh, in, in, in the mcu not not dead deadpool deadpool, deadpool yeah I don't, i'm not i knew that's different but i was just wondering if anybody else had been doing that in these disney yeah. things so they they're her and bruce are in a car and their spaceship pulls right out in front of them. They have a car crash, and some of Bruce's blood gets into her body, which makes a whole lot more sense than the comics and a blood transfusion. And there was a whole thing like this was just an accident. It wasn't, you know, I don't know that Smart Hulk would <laughs> use a blood transfusion on a relative in, in this day and age. It wouldn't quite make sense. But so. Yeah, that's that's the origin story. They were in a car crash. We don't know what the spaceship was yet. He takes her out, trains her. She doesn't really need it. Throw the binder away. They get into a little bit of a fight. She goes back to court. Doesn't even want to be a superhero. That's the whole gist of it. She's not. She's not here to be a superhero. She just she worked hard to be a lawyer. She wants to be a lawyer. But uh, she's interrupted by Titania. Interrupts a court. That was like, awful. Looked like Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> that was awful. That kick was the stupidest looking thing. I was like, what is happening in this show? So Jamila Jamil. Mm-hmm. So she was great the on the good, good place. The good place. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first episode. Second episode, she gets uh, your family dinner. I liked the, you know, her weird family was fun. Yeah. She loses her job and desperation takes on once you get heading up the superhuman law division of glk and h which i saw in a review i read i don't know that it was in the show but that stands for goodman lieber kurtzberg and holloway oh well so goodman martin goodman founder of marvel comics lieber stan lee's name kurtzberg is kirby and this character her boss holloway so 
I assume that's from the comics. You know, she, you know, she, especially in the, you know, the two thousands or whatever, had a long Slot run of her, stuff. her, her doing, yeah, superhero court stuff. Uh, so yeah, she has to go talk to Emil Blonsky, who we haven't seen. Well, we <laughs> saw in Chung Chi, but we haven't seen since. You know, Incredible Hulk way two thousand eight, <laughs> same year mm. as Iron Man. We had that Incredible Hulk version, and Bruce is cool love- with it. That Bruce was a great line it. when he, he's like, I was a completely different person then, <laughs> literally. That fight was so many years ago, I'm a completely different person now, literally. And she gives a ha! Yeah. <laughs> so that is all complicated. Oh, well, Bruce is in space for some reason, so Bruce got in the spaceship. We don't know why. Yeah, what the heck's that all about? I don't, I don't get it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, is this is this the last we see Bruce in the show, and this is where we're gonna end up with whatever the next property is, or are we gonna pay off this somehow in this series? I don't know. I don't know. Or do they just literally have to get him off the planet, where it's not gonna make sense that he's not helping her. Yeah. <laughs> the old Thor and uh, rag, you know, the whole Thor and Hulk thing, where they have to send him to space so we can do some stuff in the <laughs> other movies. And uh, so we end this one with. They figure out that the Abominations had a prison break. He's been leaving his cell to go hang out with Wong, and that's causing problems with his parole. Yeah, so kind of sitcom I, yeah. I don't know, superhero-y and sitcom That all makes sense, I guess. I honestly... <laughs> I was trying... I always seem to compare it to the last show I watched, and I was like, I started out really liking Ms. Marvel, and then it kind of got... It, it didn't work for him anymore. It got, got kind of boring. Same, samey fighting some faceless villains. I don't give a crap about. And I'm having more fun with this show now. I'm, I'm just like, this is more my speed here. You know, it's clunky, but it's you know, fun. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to be spoil. It's not really a spoiler, but there are some heavy rumors. Uh, for months now about certain people being making appearances in this show. Um, whether that be Daredevil, and we know his show is coming on down the line, but just a rumor, but there's a heavy, heavy um, speculation that this show will bring in Jason Siegel as the thing. And that's been all over the internet for since almost this show was announced. So we'll see. I don't know that that'll anything with the Fantastic Four. Is that ever, seems like is going to happen. The worst for... casting I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, so I, te- I, I have to address that... that for a second. I've heard nothing of that, mm-hmm. and that is the most ridiculous casting I've ever heard of in my life. Does that sound at all right to you? What am I? He's missing? pretty tall, I guess. <laughs> he is. <laughs> No, I think I what I've heard they're supposed to reveal the cast at D twenty three, right? It's Fantastic Four is supposed to oh, that's supposed okay. to be the big that's news of D twenty three where we're gonna learn who the cast is and director. But if it's Jason Siegel, I don't know, that'll that'll be a that'll be a weird swerve. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um however I mentioned that something to Carly about it and she loves Jason Siegel and she was like, Oh my gosh, this would be the best casting ever and I was like, Okay. We'll see what happens. For the thing, <laughs> or am I talking about the right character? Yeah, was it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. That's not Ben Grimm. I uh, I didn't think so either, but 
it, it's been swirling around for some time now. I don't know. I don't know if, if it's just, uh, Disney putting stuff out there to try and, and play this back to me in a few years and make me eat my words. I like him. I like <laughs> yeah, him. He's a, yeah. he's a, he, I really do like most of the movies he's in. I mean, but... it would all be CGI. So like, it would just be his mannerisms and his and voice. voice. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. finding it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I could see it working in this, this type of show, but in fantastic four, I'm a little worried about it. Mm-hmm. And fantastic four feels like it's it no way down the road. So, I don't know how you go from <laughs> chickless to this. <laughs> The commish. Exactly. I, I'm on. looking for a commish type. To the character. Muppet guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for a, a commish type guy to step into. A... Hmm. Uh, I loved <laughs> eating Cheetos with chopsticks. Because I did the same thing when I was a kid. I never, I hated Cheetos. I hated orange fingers. I always used a plastic fork to eat cheetos and i felt like the weirdest person alive confirmed now i feel like i'm ahead of the curve i always kept a a cheeto fork and cheeto fork (laughs) write that down so i should have kept i should have learned how to use chopsticks i should have used should have learned how to use chopsticks but yeah the other thing is this show it's a thing i don't i haven't decided yet whether i like it or not is the way the show is addressing, you know, breaking the fourth wall to address all this fan nonsense. The way Hulk had to explain, oh, my arm's feeling a lot better. Like, because the fans, well, when he showed up in, you know, with Captain Marvel, his arm was fine. Like, you know, worrying about whether his arm was still injured or not. Or the whole Captain America virginity thing. I'm sure there's been fan debates about that. Or Hawkeye's arrows. Like in the moment, the lines are funny, but it also feels like a little bit of all right. I get what you're doing. All you're, right, you're trying to, you know. <laughs> I see these. what you're doing. You're you're making a meme out of this show. Come on. So I I don't know. I like it and I hate it. That's that's <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> uh, I like it and I hate it. <laughs> I yeah. Kind of like a Cheeto. I want to eat the Cheeto, but I don't want the mess. So yeah. give, give me a good joke. But don't. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be anywhere near this thing. Don't, give it to me. Pander to me, but don't pander to me. I want. I, want to only, be pandered to I only want this inside my body, not outside or anywhere <laughs> near me. Just don't leave a mess. <laughs> oh. Am I crazy? Are those great moments, or am I over? It could, yes, we confirmed already the Cheeto thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, I like all of it. Um, I'm, it's good. Whatever, whatever. I'm at the point where I'm just like, whatever you want to do, just do it. I don't yeah. even like, it I'll better just... be something on there on Wednesdays because I'm paying for this <laughs> streaming service. Let's have yes. a show. Give me a show. Yes. What? Give me a reason not to watch these crappy Netflix documentaries yeah. that go nowhere. Right. <laughs> well, I've got internet. There better be a show on there. Right. That's exactly right. Don't make me go get my Cheeto fork. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't even want to have time. Do, I don't do bath salts on boats. I eat Cheetos <laughs> with forks, all right? Just, we all have our thing. Mm. That sounds like first two lines of a good rap. It does. <laughs> you're hearing a bit. You're like feeling a bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't do bath salts on boats. I do eat Cheetos with a fork. <laughs> 
Oh, is that about it? Uh, I think we can wrap it up there. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a oh. breaking game news here. Oh, just uh, so it's it's about a week old now. <laughs> but that's right, our speed. Yeah, exactly. But there was some big Dungeons and Dragons news for the two of you out there that care. Uh, they had they you know we knew there was some sort of you know that that's the thing this year now everybody does you know we don't have because of COVID now in the last couple of years there's no more one video game conference there's no one this co- whatever it's everybody just does does these streams and you get to uh, if you got time you can sit down and watch the stream as they announce all their stuff but basically. It's been D and D fifth edition since 2014. And this has been the most you know popular edition. It's really hit mainstream, and now we're getting. They're starting to announce play tests for the new stuff. There's going to be new books in 2024, and they're calling it one D and D. They don't want like doing the additions, so they're looking to change some of the rules are going to play test things it sounds like a lot of rule changes and some stuff that sounds neat some stuff that people are skeptical about there's a lot of course the most of the internet hates it but i i'm pretty positive about it i like a lot of the stuff they've announced but and they're really stepping into the online tabletop thing and uh, where they already have their D beyond where you can get all the books online and use that uh but now they're going to use a, a virtual tabletop with um, the Unreal Engine, which is hmm. like top of the line graphics. So we'll see where that goes. Looked interesting. Uh, I like to make my own stuff, but it's it's going to be a lot more accessible to people to play from their homes. Um, anyway, some of the, a few of the changes for those that care. They're changing going with more backgrounds of characters instead of what race a character is determining their stats. There's been some, you know, suggestions about that, that why this race is this and they can't be anything else. You know, now they're having things, you know, maybe the races are less uh, specified and it's more about how you choose to define how your character is made. A lot of the decisions are your choice, not just written into who you are right off the bat. A lot of leveling with feats, if you know what those are, and which is very similar to how we play on our Dragon Age game. Uh, instead of spells being classified by what class you are, whether you're a wizard or a druid or a bard, now they're just going to be like different schools of magic. Uh, arcane divine primal and then each class will be, have access to certain ones um a lot of people think that when you roll a 20 side die every time you roll a 20 that is like the greatest thing whenever you roll one it's the worst thing and really that only applies to certain rolls attack rolls and you know but uh now they're just gonna since people seem to play that way they're going to change the rules to match how people play make it less confusing so yes when you roll a 20 it's it's you succeed and when you roll one you don't 
where before if you you know saving throws that was never going to happen when you rolled a one and you were going to you could still add something to it but no more uh I don't know. There's a that's pretty much it. There's a lot of things that are changing. There's going to add more things as we go. People are going to play test that for the next year or so and give suggestions what they want to change. They're giving out a lot of inspiration, which is where the dungeon master will give you, "Hey, you did something good. Here's a thing, and now you can have advantage the next time you roll something. You can roll two die and pick the best one, and that's what inspiration is. And you, they're really finding ways to make sure everybody gets that all the time." which kind of dilutes it in my opinion, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm pretty positive about all the changes. I like all the nuts and bolts of these systems. And a lot of stuff is getting fixed in my opinion. Some of the things that they have changed, I think were things that needed change. So hmm. see where it goes, but you got it. It's supposedly supposed to be backward compatible with fifth edition. So if you're using fifth edition, a lot of these rules will meld right with it, or you can just people still play every edition of this game. People still play the eighties version, uh, second edition, third, fourth. They they do it. It's whatever you prefer. So don't get your panties in a wad if you don't like what they're changing. Don't play it. This is like Vatican Two of D and D. It is. Did you see that picture of the Pope this week? No, uh-uh. <laughs> yesterday. It was very D and D. As a matter of fact, there, there's there's a picture of the Pope in front of some. I don't know whether you call it a fresco or what it is. I don't know, but it's like a angel or demon or something with like I I just saw a small picture of it. It was just like it's like if I walked in that room, somebody made a joke. I would I don't know whether to attack the Pope <laughs> or the guy. It just looked like the final boss. When you walk in this room, the Pope looked like Snoke sitting there <laughs> with like all this evil stuff around him. It's like, I'll send you the picture. It's freaking very disturbing. <laughs> but uh, that's it. Just let, let you know some things are changing with D&D and it's exciting. Hmm. And fans notorious, notoriously are open to change. Always. Advancements. Always. Yeah. That's good. Oh, news. yeah. If it's, it's, Per, big success everybody loves it already They're, they've been begging for it forever please change stuff we love yes. it yes we love change <laughs> that's all I got that'll do it yep. yep I ain't a geek I ain't a dork I eat them Cheetos with a fork avoid them basalts avoid them boats and let me clear my throat <laughs> hope y'all enjoy the show peace out y'all I'm Jordan Lowe wow how do you follow that I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat some Doritos out of a ladle, Cliff Farms. <laughs> watch Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there. This be a good time to lay in that Blunder Hassett uh, rap <laughs> in, in the outro. Bring that back. All right, Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. 
All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.